The Ryan Tuberty Show on RTE Radio 1 with Elevon Merchant Services. Growing your business is easy peasy with us by your side. Good morning all, this is Ryan Tuberty with you. It's Thursday morning, the 21st of April 2022 at four minutes past nine. Great to have your company until 10 o'clock. The text number is good to go on 51551. And of course, we love your emails on ryan at rte.ie. I think um, just on a slightly serious note to begin this morning, I was struck by how the whole world of LGBTQ plus has been discussed at some considerable length in the last 10 days, um, obviously because of events in Sligo, horrible things that happened in Sligo and funerals that took place in Sligo this week. Um, not an easy time. And and there are so many teachers who are not in the classroom this week, um, many of them listening maybe this morning, some attending conferences or what have you. And out of that, a piece in the independent.ie really jumped out at me this morning, uh, is the story that many LGBTQ plus teachers feel, still feel, imagine, in 2022, still feel that they cannot be open about their sexuality and their gender identity in the schools they teach in. Um, now, I don't know the troubles this community has seen, but I do know that I have friends uh, who may have seen such troubles um, in terms of cruelty and casual unpleasantness and what have you. But I think one of the great things that has come out of the conversation in the last week is that it's not as plain sailing as we all thought it was. There was a sense, and this has been said before, I'm not uh, coming up with something new here, but there was a sense when the uh, referendum was passed not so long ago that it was almost uh, a full stop on the conversation. It's okay now for everyone. It's not, it appears, at all, listening to conversations, uh, reading reports on it, that people in the communities, as discussed, still aren't feeling that comfortable. And if nothing else, the legacy of those two poor men in Sligo may be uh, another awakening, uh, another conversation that needs to happen. Something more needs to be done. Uh, And simply ticking a box in a ballot at a referendum a few years ago is not enough. And that's the conversation that is obviously being had at the teachers' unions meetings. This is a... Uh, the Irish National Teachers Organisation, the INTO, uh, were talking about this, that, that many people fear that they may be discriminated against on grounds of their sexual orientation when it comes to employment and promotion opportunities. Still happening. And the union's annual conference called for a task force to be set up to actively promote and support equality, diversity and inclusivity in Irish classrooms, supporting groups including LGBTQ plus migrants and people with disability. And the aim is to ensure a safe, secure and inclusive learning and working environment for all. And as I was saying to a pal of mine who I was uh, chatting with uh, only on Monday, um, that we we were talking about how lucky we are to have young people in our lives, um, daughters as it happens. Uh, we, I'm, we are learning as a generation so much more from them than we could ever have known from our own school days um, because it's almost trickle up learning, you know, <laughs> rather than the other way around. Um, and that is... One of life's great, great blessings, no doubt about it. Moving on, 
Interesting one as well for comments. We're going to be talking to Alison Spittle on the Late Late Show tomorrow. Um, and she is just a very lovely, lively person um, and has a, a lovely way about her. But uh, comedians in the UK have been saying that there's something in the water with audiences, that audiences become unruly, uh, slightly unpleasant. Now, not everyone in the audience is going to be unruly and unpleasant, but they, 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 they got talking among themselves and have said, <laughs> post-COVID, people have gone a bit mad. And talking to friends, family, you know, one in every five people that you might know has just gone a little off the beaten track. I'm not saying this in a cruel way. Um, <laughs> you know, somebody's just pointed a finger right in my face uh, through the glass to say, <laughs> we know who Mar 1 and 5 is. And I appreciate that, okay? And I hope you're enjoying your last day working with us here on the programme. And, you know, because it's been lovely. There's a cake outside. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, um, yes, it, 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 is, it is tricky. And, you know, they, as they said, this comedian in... The UK said there's something in the water um, because she says I've I've known I've had quite a few conversations with other comics and there's a, a sense that something doesn't quite feel right. Uh, comedians are not alone in noticing a shift in behaviour since the end of lockdown. There have been reports from supermarket workers and bus drivers uh, of worsening treatment by customers. And then there's concerns from child psychologists about a, a lack of empathy in children, which says an awful lot. So. The impact of what happened those two years is only starting because it, it, it's not quite over yet. Let's not uh, fool ourselves. It's as good as, as far as I'm concerned, but not quite. And um, we still are dealing with the jigsaw pieces. Let's face it. The, if the world was a jigsaw, somebody just threw it all up in the air and it's landed. Now we're kind of putting it all together again. And it's not easy when you've got this horrible war happening over there and then you have the impact of and then you have the psychology of it all uh, the psychological impact of all those things that happened the missed uh, weddings and the the funerals that couldn't be attended that's got to leave a mark on you you know that you couldn't be there for that person or something else couldn't happen so I'd say there's a lot of processing to be done if I was American I'd say we've got to unpack a lot of this Uh, but that's uh, that's all coming down the tracks, I've no doubt about it. Um, in happier news, uh, DonegalDaily.com are reporting that curious locals and visitors have swung by Glen Columkill this week in the hope of seeing Liam Neeson, for he walks among us. <laughs> he's a great, he's a lovely man. I, I say this having interviewed him several times. He is good fun and a, and a real gentleman. Anyway, uh, apparently Neeson is uh, knocking around there with a cast and crew of about 300 people in an, uh, to shoot scenes in uh, for the action-adventure film In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Already hear the trailer. Um, and many gathered outside Rorty's bar in the village where Neeson and co shot scenes for the film. And sure enough, he blew a kiss at a few lucky fans before being whisked away in a waiting car. And Kieran Hines is in it. He must be the busiest man in showbiz. He is in so much... And now he's in this, um, but good on him. Another gentleman, I might say. Um, what a strange thing. Somebody spotted a pair of leggings in a, a vintage clothes shop, or as we used to call them, secondhand shop, clothes shop, a thrift store. And the clothes, what it was, is it was from um, a company called Redbubble, which said, if, give us what you, your artwork and we'll put them on a pair of leggings. Okay, that's strange. So if, you, if, you, if you're big into Goodfellas, bang, there it is. If you, if you want to... Put uh, whatever film, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, you can have leggings with that on it. 
but somebody decided to go for Schindler's List um, as a <laughs> I kept turning my head around that and Liam Neeson is actually featuring on these leggings as Oscar Schindler the little girl with the red coat is on the leg I'm just looking at a picture of the leggings here who in there what, what part of them goes do you know what I'd love is a pair of leggings with the Schindler's List across the tasteless and bizarre it's in the United States of America anyway. this could also be considered tasteless and bizarre Russian-backed separatists. Okay, we're going to Luhansk now. The, the Luhansk People's Republic is a breakaway state in the uh, in the east uh, of Ukraine. And you'll be hearing more about it. And what they've done is, they, 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 this is obviously a pro-Russian bunch of people have got together to record, of all things, the sea shanty. Do you remember the sea shanty that everyone was talking about uh, last summer they, they were actually time is such a blob I don't remember when I remember I spoke to the guy who did it um, and it was the sea, sea Shanty the Wellerman song 19th century New Zealand whaler song that went viral in 2021 after Nathan Evans he was the Scottish postman he shared a version on TikTok so these Russian separatists uh, all, all kind of young women uh, dressed as First World War nurses doing a coordinated dance routine in front of a projection of the flag of the Luhansk People's Republic. So the dancers stand in formation to make the shape of the letter Z, which, as we know, will be the uh, letter to stand for the, the Russian presence. And they spell the letter Z with arm movements, uh, which is a reference to sorry, the symbol that Russia has painted on the tanks during the war. And many Russians have adopted that to show their support for the assault. And they sing this song, the Shanty, uh, talking about uh, lyrics uh, reference Russia's strong spirit and its bountiful nature and wide spaces, whatever that means. Um, and the, the, where Evans originally sang Blow My Bully Boys Blow. They sing Russia, 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 Russia. Uh, look, this is a little taste. I won't play too much of it, but I uh, don't want to encourage them that much. <laughs> Russia, um, kind of reminds me of Ra Ra Rasputin, you know that song back in the day. Um, anyway, that's just the nature of the modern propaganda war, essentially, and you need a taste of that. Um, Donald Trump, have you heard about this? Donald Trump uh, has been interviewed by Piers Morgan. If you remember correctly, Piers Morgan, the TV presenter, uh, was uh, won a celebrity apprentice some years ago, pre obviously president uh, president presidential Trump times. So they have this kind of strange love hate relationship, uh, whereby Morgan was kind of commenting on Trump throughout the presidency. Um, sometimes I think he started off with a glow and it tend to be kind of liking him. And then as it went all a bit more pear-shaped, Morgan was calling him out more. Nevertheless, they sat in front of each other. Now, I've got a little clip. All I have is a little clip of the trailer, which is a bit one of those sort of things. So I'll play a bit. of We'll see if you can break through the, the, the very noisy, badly put together um, soundscape of this. Uh, you, you'll hear bits of the interview now. It looks kind of great fun, but you'll hear things like um, the fact that uh, <laughs> the interview seemed to go fine for a while and then then Trump gets red, if you can see the red through the yellow, if you know what I mean. I think I'm a very honest man, much more honest than you, actually. Really? Yeah. It was a free and fair election. 
you lost. Only a fool would think. You think I'm a fool? I do now. Yeah. With Excuse respect. me. Okay. With respect. The levis. Face the hard evidence. I think you're real. This I'm, real. Just I'm not like. Very dishonest. Let's finish up the interview. Yep. Uh, let's finish up the interview and he storms off and it looks amazing and <laughs> I think it's going to be on Monday the 25th of April on what's called Talk TV well, that's a new one on me there's a it's a new channel for every day of the week now I, it, but that's that's um, mon- next Monday that'll be certainly something I'll be very interested uh, to see the Queen's birthday today do you know that 96 she's pictured in one of the papers with uh, two horses she's holding on to but uh, the Barbie toy maker Mattel have issued a, a celebratory Platinum Jubilee Queen doll. And I was looking it up earlier to see the detail of it, and it's sold out. So <laughs> there's $70 a pop uh, for that. Dressed in an ivory gown with a blue sash adorned with miniature medallions and ribbons, the figure also has a tiara based on the one Elizabeth wore on her wedding day. She's 96, and she ascended the throne on the, the death of her father, King George VI, on February the 6th, 1952. She's the longest ruling monarch in British history. And um, she uh, is a remarkable person. I think regardless of your politics, she is remarkable. And she is, I think she seems to be very dignified. She's had a great run, since, uh, particularly post-Diana, when she kind of got her head around all of that and um, seemed to have formed a better relationship with her subjects in, in some ways. And then, of course, our, I think our respect, I say mine certainly, uh, personal level, uh, just really went through the roof for her when she came to Ireland and was so respectful to us and to our history and to our shared stories. Um, a remarkable person. I had the pleasure of meeting her and it was all very brief and I've talked about it before so I won't bore you with that. But uh, it was something that uh, I was happy to do, very happy to do, honoured to do. OK, let's see what you're saying on the text to 51551. And, of course, I mentioned... Uh, the teachers and gay teachers in particular who are worried about um, coming out, if you like, in the school and uh, other people in other jobs who are f- afraid to say, to talk about their background for fear of uh, promotional issues and other stories. Uh, Bob says, unfortunately, there will always be fear and hatred to, to those who are different in colour, religion or gender. Call it, call it what it is. It's called bigotry. OK, and uh, Art was on. Almost 40% of people voted against gay marriage. True. Did you think they evaporated after the election result? No, I didn't. And the largest uh, church in the state teaches that practising homosexuality is sinful. So why are we so surprised at the level of homophobia in our society? Uh, your questions may be rhetorical, but I'm going to answer one or two of them. And that is because I thought that even if you didn't want to vote yes that you could sustain some class of civility uh, with regard to debate and with regard to your fellow citizen, be they male or female. And uh, I had more (laughs) faith in people, uh, maybe along the way. And yes, I think you're probably suggesting there's a little naivety in the middle of it all. And um, maybe there was, uh, because I had great hope that that referendum was going to mark a very new and positive uh, and modern beginning for this beautiful country of ours. And um, I just feel we obviously have a little road to go. And um, it's good to talk. Another from Lisa says, I was listening to a podcast about this, but apparently after the, after the last pandemic, there was a noticeable uptick in criminal activity, in particular violence and lashing out. I know the comedy issue that you spoke about isn't violence, but I think it speaks to the same thing. The criminologist we interviewed said it's due to people lashing out after constraint. And we will have to find ways to communicate uh, for, sorry, to put communities back together. Yeah, that, that sounds like a fascinating 
uh, podcast that you were listening to. Uh, indeed. Okay, tomorrow, um, let me just mention the, the Late Late Show. We're going to have the two Norries, uh, Timmy Long and James Leonard. They uh, will be joining us to talk about their stories of addiction and recovery and what uh, got them together for their podcast, which is flying. And a woman I haven't met, I'm really looking forward to meeting, um, uh, DJ, former uh, BBC radio host, Annie Mac, Annie McManus. Uh, she'll be talking to us. And of course, she can talk to us about the fact that she didn't get her first choice in the leaving search. I mean, she won't. She wouldn't be able to t- tell any other <laughs> program in the UK about that because they wouldn't understand. But we understand, and that's great. And also, as I say, Alison Spittle, Nina Conti. She is a ventriloquist. If you haven't seen her, look her up. She's a very, very funny woman, and uh, she'll be on tomorrow. Uh, and I, for some reason, as a kid, I always loved ventriloquism. I always loved even those creepy Victorian ventriloquist dummies like the one remember we talked about Magic the Anthony Hopkins film you know those ones with the mouth that just the bottom lip goes up and down like, and you can almost hear the, the wood of the puppet going up and down and yet you still believe it there was a guy in the 80s and he had a he had a dummy that was like Lord Charles or something I can't remember his name but he used to always be on the TV I used to love watching those and um, uh, obviously all the, the the Muppets were just a joy and uh, so Nina Conti does something along those lines and you, you'll see uh, her tomorrow night I'm looking forward to meeting her immensely and then we spoke to Conor McPherson, uh, McPherson excuse me, uh, recently about uh, the girl from the North Country his um, musical based on the music of Bob Dylan so we're going to be featuring that music tomorrow on the show uh, which is pretty exciting and indeed we will also be featuring Maisie Peters who is uh, signed to Ed Sheeran so she'll be playing uh, in advance of in support of uh, Ed Sheeran uh, on in Croke Park on Saturday and Sunday. So Ed Sheeran will be joining us in a few minutes' time, so stay tuned for that. Text 51551. Fred says, uh, lovely words about the Queen. She seems to have endeared herself to the Irish people in recent years. Oh, I, I think so, most certainly. And um, that's a, it's a different story to when I was a boy, um, but uh, for all the right reasons. Okay, 51551 is the text number. You can email ryan at rte.ie. And we will get on with the show. I see uh, George Michael has a George Michael Freedom Uncut documentary, which is set for big. I know that lots of fans listen to this program. I'm a fan myself. So June 22nd, it's going to be a documentary featuring George Michael in his own words, talking about uh, his life and, you know, talking about the fact that uh, he, he, he didn't come out um, until 1998. Imagine that. I mean, that, that, that was not an easy time for him, of course. And um, he... He met um, Anselmo Falepa, his first partner that he truly loved, according to this article, and tragedy would strike for them both as Falepa lost his life too soon due to complications from the AIDS epidemic. And it took ages for him, for George Michael, to eventually say, right, I'm out. And uh, a difficult time. But that documentary will feature Stevie Wonder and Elton John and Ricky Gervais and Niall Rogers and... Tracy Emin and Liam Gallagher and John Paul Gaultier and Tony Bennett and Cindy Crawford. Oh, it's gonna, it sounds like it's, they're all in it for that, but uh, he was quite the talent. That is uh, George Michael, wonderful George Michael, and the equally wonderful Mary J. Blige. She was honoured with the 2022 Billboard Icon Award last uh, week, and why wouldn't she be? Um, I've thought, I've taught, says Jean, members of the LGBTQ plus uh, community for many years. But whether straight or gay, teachers would tend to keep their private lives private. 
uh, we all are too busy ensuring that students uh, we are responsible for become the best they can be. No sex or politics, just education. Okay. And Bree says uh, it's a common to say that a number of people who voted against the referendum are not anti-gay, but did not approve of two people of the same sex getting married at the risk of <laughs> of making that a problem for you. I, I think maybe people who felt they wanted to get married would consider it to be anti-gay not to let them do what they want to do. So, But you know what? That debate has been had and uh, won and lost, as it were. Uh, Ray Allen was the ventriloquist with Lord Charles. That's it, Ray Allen and Lord Charles. Thank you, Dave and Rathfarnham. Sadly, it seems that it's uh, young men's as a text are the biggest offenders when it comes to disrespecting uh, gay men. This I didn't know. Okay. Uh, Rudeness in shops. Here's an email uh, from Kira Burke who says, on a daily basis, I have a member of staff in tears in reaction to something a customer has said to them. And I'm sure that I'm not the only restaurant or customer service industry writing into you, but I thought I would like just like to ask people in this country to be a little nicer. This comes back to what we were talking about, the other topic too. Uh, You ask a a little more tolerant. I'm the owner, says Kira, of a restaurant, a gift shop and a farm shop on my family farm just outside Dulik in County Meath. And we're thrilled to be reopened and our customers are delighted to be back to normal. However, since the country has fully reopened, lots of people have emerged with a heightened sense of anxiety. And this is manifesting itself as rudeness and entitlement. And we are a very busy restaurant, thank God. But because we are popular, we may have a queue at the door at lunchtime because everyone wants their lunch between 1 and 2 in Ireland and their breakfast at 11 on a Sunday morning. And if they don't get it, they get, they get angry. Or, as we like to call it, hangry, which is the worst type of anger, possibly, of them all. I have, says Kira, an exceptional bunch of friendly staff that work for me, but they are all human and the abuse they take on a daily basis is certainly above their pay grade. Whether it's in the supermarket, the post office... Bank, restaurant, A&E department, GP surgery. Could uh, the people of Ireland take a deep breath and be just a little nicer to each other? When I see, says Kira, what's happening in the world, I feel a lot of people in Ireland need a bit of perspective. We generally live in a safe and peaceful country. We should be celebrating how lucky we are and embracing those coming into our country who are less fortunate. And they're the people who will enlighten us all. Anyway, I just thought I'd write in to see if you had any other similar letters. Am I the only one? Well... I think you're, you're you're singing a song that is sadly familiar to a lot of people listening this morning, but it's not all bad. I and mean, there are so many good people out there, as you know, and a lot of people welcoming, for example, our Ukrainian friends in with open arms and giving them an opportunity and a safe harbour. Um, so there are, there's plenty of goodness too, but uh, it's, it's okay every now and again to highlight the fact that we just need sometimes to breathe. Ed Sheeran, coming up. Ba-ba-ba. 13 minutes to 10 o'clock, Ed Sheeran. Um, somebody said, this is Sheila met Ed at Sheeran outside Aldo's restaurant in Panicale in Italy some years ago. He'd just been to Cork playing there. He's a great guy and his wife was charming. Good luck to him. Well said. And Aoife says, the parting glass was a secret track on Ed's first album, beautiful version, and he's been singing it for a long, long time. Yes, he's singing it live here the last two nights and no doubt you'll be hearing more of it, whether it be in Cork or Limerick or Dublin. Or Belfast. The pint of Guinness uh, um, that Ed had before, he went for Fitzgerald, that's right. And it was in Rassam uh, for the curry and glass tool. Thank you, Michael, uh, for the tip off there. And Nina Conti's puppet, by the way, is called Monkey. Yes, I've seen that. Very funny. Rude, but very funny. Okay. 
Thanks for the tip off there. Um, we're going to give away a few tickets to go and see Ed Sheeran. We'd love to hear from you. Um, if you would like to get in touch, uh, we do have a number. It's 0818-715-295. Pen and paper. 0818-715-295. Um, and we'll give you a few tickets. You have to come on and we'll ask. We'll, we'll do a really, really hard quiz. They're always very difficult, the quizzes here, uh, to give tickets away. So good luck. We look forward to hearing from you. Um well, that's a very thoughtful email that came in during the chat with Ed um, and from Bernie Priestley. And you might remember Bernie's, uh, the Priestley's daughter, Trina, was 15 when she died tragically in 2014, uh, just minutes after she received a phone call from Ed Sheeran. And it was Ed that she said it was her dying wish was she'd love to hear from Ed Sheeran. And he phoned the hospital, spoke to Trina, and she passed away on uh, April the 1st. And uh, Bernie, Trina's mum, got on to say, Ryan, I heard you. Uh, You'll be chatting with Ed. And what Ed did for my daughter, Trina Priestley, that fateful day, uh, still fills us full of pride. And when chatting to strangers over the years, a talk of family always comes up. So when you share the events of the day, Ed Sheeran sang to Trina, you see their face change and saying, oh, I remember that, that's your daughter. And this fills us with such pride for Trina because she is our daughter, but for Trina, who always wanted uh, people to know about cystic fibrosis and that she was greatly, uh, that, that, and what she has achieved globally um, on the 1st of April, 2014. Looking forward to Croke Park on Saturday, says Bernie, where I feel... Trina would have been with her wonderful friends. Hashtag song for Trina. That's very beautiful, Bernie. And wishing you well this morning and Sean and Kieran and Colm and Owen and Aidan and the whole gang. I'm so glad you got in touch. That's lo- lovely when you think of all the people listening in this morning that you, you, are, you have that very, very special and important connection with, with Ed Sheeran. Thank you for that. Um, going back to the text, uh, Jim in Dublin 7 says, I'm a teacher in a voluntary secondary school in Dublin. I've worked here for almost 20 years. And while the school has made progress in recent years towards greater support of LGBTQI plus uh, students and staff, the school still refuses each year to fly the rainbow flag during Stand Up Awareness Week and the negative effects this has on LGBTQI plus students and staff should not be underestimated. Uh, our education system, says Jim, has a considerable way to go to be truly welcoming. Uh, and um, I understand that. And thank you for your for your message. And on people being grumpy post-pandemic, um, uh, that email from Kira, somebody said, I agree totally with Kira. Dealing with the Irish public is a challenge. Well, I, again, I, I'd stress to say so many elements. Most people, I think, are, are pretty decent. Um, but some of the heads are pain in the neck. I work in a pharmacy and customers get into a strop over nothing. They're impatient and God forbid you actually tell them they need to get a prescription for the medication they ask you for. They seem to think the pharmacy is Burger King. <laughs> if you just slap out whatever they want, no questions asked. They regard you with such disdain. I'm not sure when this shift happened and you probably see, only see it in certain settings, but if I could manoeuvre into another area, I totally would just to avoid the great Irish public. <laughs> You're having a bad, a bad day at the counter there. And I, but I do remember, um, not, it wasn't that long ago, pandemic time, when the staff at the chemist that I would go to every now and again saying to me gathered around at one stage and said listen any chance to get the word out there tell people to stop being so impatient we're just doing our best so yeah deep breaths one and all okay let's try and give away some tickets to Ed Sheeran after this whoops there we are uh, now um, having worked uh, 46 years 
uh, and still working behind the counter, says uh, Jim Kenny in BlackRock in Dublin. My secret, which I pass on to my staff all the time, is dealing with rude customers is to kill them with kindness. That's a good policy because they don't know really where to go. Um, about the schools with the LGBT plus uh, flags and so on, three of mine attend a secondary school that, uh, that majorly embraces the flag, the week. Uh, very, very inclusive. It would be nice too if they celebrated the other children as they feel that they weren't celebrated. Uh, well, then just celebrate childhood. <laughs> Every child counts. Um, anyway, different view from uh, very open children. Keep in mind we are so inclusive and extremely open in my house. I hear what you're saying. Uh, about getting three calls from uh, chemists to say prescriptions ready, but when you what about getting, sorry, three calls from chemists to say prescription ready, but when you get there, it's not ready again or you're waiting for delivery and then you're told to have patience from an OAP. Ooh, looks like we need the UN here at some stage. So we, I guess get some blue helmets sorted out and get busy next week. Okay, mind yourselves. We'll see you on the other side and stay tuned for Philip Boucher Hayes. The Ryan Tuberty Show. Listen back on the RTE Radio Player.